Did anybody have two pieces of bread, or was that just for me? I got two pieces of bread, dude. Who said Shekinah glory? Oh my gosh. That's an anthem. That's a one thing song, right? Where they hit that big sub drop. And everybody just, whoa, what's happening? That and God's Great Dance Floor. Remember that song, dude? Take me back to this start. Is that like a 90s song? No. I sent your dad a super good joke the other So I sent your dad a funny joke the other day. He said, because he was running the Faith Series by all of us, and I was like, yeah, but when you walk up, it's got to be that song, that old Hillsong song. Bow. Bow da, 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 da. Remember that one? No. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> you don't know that song, dude? You didn't say any of the words. Oh, that was plenty of, ver- of, of words. I know what it is. Faith, I can move the mountains, I can do all things through Christ. That's what I was like. Reese, you got to walk up to that song. Nothing, just, I'm bailing. You just made that up right now. <laughs> no, you straight up just made that up. No, I am not falling for this bit. No. 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 Yeah, I've heard of him. Never. Oh, no. George Michael. Oh, that's pocket full of sunshine. All right. What are we doing? I had a really. <laughs> your brother called me today, and uh, he said, "I think I'm going to start doing some preventative maintenance on my body." And I said, "All right, what do you mean?" Preventative maintenance. And he said, uh, "I think I'll just go uh, go get a couple knee replacements now." <laughs> and I laughed pretty hard. It was a good good bit. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, like I said last week, what did I say last week? Does anybody remember? About Noah and the Nineveh, and what is our Nineveh? That was like two weeks ago. And it wasn't Noah. 
No, no one in Nineveh, dude. No one in the lion's den. He built an ark there too. All right. No, we're gonna jump into the Sermon on the Mount, okay? Um, that's right. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I was listening. Um, Sermon on the Mount, okay? Go to Matthew 5 if you want to start getting, you know, prepared and, you know, getting ready, getting pumped. Matthew chapter 5. Why is it called the Sermon on the Mount? He did it on a mountain, dude. Boom, baby. Really? Cool. David, you were on that mountain? Did, did you guys say anything smart while you were on that mountain? So we're gonna we're gonna try to do this tonight. Um, first on the left. Sermon on the Mount is uh, covered in uh, chapter five, six, and seven. Okay, we're gonna see how far we get, how how much we bite off every single week. Tonight, we're biting off one verse. And yeah, one verse. We're going to go through one verse. <laughs> what, that they went to the top of the mountain? <laughs> right. And then they went to the mountain. And Jesus said, is verse two. <laughs> yeah. Let's dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine I just try to say something profound about that? Holy crap. In this, in this we're going to see Jesus' attitude towards a lot of different things. Okay? Uh, his attitude towards the law. Um, his, his attitude towards, um, or, or his opinion on status, his opinion on money, rank. What's truly important in life? He covers all of these things in this thing called the Sermon on the Mount. Okay? Good? Okay. All right. And I, as I've been kind of studying this, it's kind of jacked me up. I'm not going to lie. You know, it makes me think of things that I don't want to think about. It makes me go a little deeper, and it sometimes hurts a little bit. Okay? So it's okay. All right? Um. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna try to poke a couple different areas and prod a couple different areas. Maybe not this week. This week's kind of fun, um, but other weeks when we're talking about those who mourn and those are the meek ones and all of those ones, it's just gonna be like, Ugh. you know, and you're gonna be like, ah, I don't like that guy anymore. But remember, it's still me, okay? It's still me. It's still your boy Lex. Okay. Not the first time I've probably offended you. Okay, so, jeez, <laughs> Jesus is essentially calling them to remember what the prophets prophets originally spoke about. Okay, that's what this is all about. Um, and I'll, I'll start off with this: heartfelt obedience is more valuable than legalistic observers. Okay, 
Hey, that was simple. That was, was gorgeous. Hey, I'm like, come on, baby. Yeah, put that on a t-shirt and smoke it. Heartfelt obedience. Heartfelt obedience is more valuable than being a legalistic observer. Observer. Okay. What's that mean? Anybody want to take a crack at what it means? <laughs> yeah, why are you pointing at her? Heart, do you want to go? Do you want to do it? Go ahead. Observers. It's essentially, if I were to really, really filter it all the way down, pull you know all the beauty out of it, Jesus is challenging our motive. Jesus is challenging our motive as we go through this entire, entire sermon that he's got, right? He's challenging why are you doing the things that you're doing, right? Which I love, dude, right? Like I said last week, you guys have all just been too churched. Chill out. Okay, remember who you're following, not some logo that you're following on the side of a building. Yes, we need to remember who we're following. What is our motive? Are we just coming to church because it's the right place at the right time and it's good to be there? Or are we coming to say, whoa, the king of glory is in this room and I get to be with all of his other people in unity. Ah, just beautiful. Yeah, right. That's that's the goal, right? A heartfelt obedience is, oh, I want to do this for you. Yes, I love you. I want to honor you. You are worthy. Yes. And then the other side is, oh, I'm, I'm just watching, like Isabella said. So I'm just, I'm, I'm here for the, I mean, there's worse places I could be, right? Okay. So Jesus is kind of not attacking, but um, kind of cutting to the core of what your motive is. Is your motive to do something special so that you gain something, or is it something out of a heartfelt admiration of who you're following yes yeah. ah so we're gonna go through the beatitudes you're in chapter five yeah the beatitudes are the first couple things that we're gonna go through okay i want to read them all at the front is that okay yeah all of the beatitudes all of the beatitudes but first let's we got to start with verse one and two you know people are gonna get mad at me if i skip scripture so here it is Seeing the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and he sat down. His disciple and his disciples came to him, and he, oh, wow! And he, <laughs> you guys, I really feel the Lord in this chilies. And, <laughs> so bad, so bad. Stop. And he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, "This, okay." So let's talk about that for just a second, okay? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be brutal, okay? There's a huge car, a crowd forming. Jesus is the talk of the town at this point, yes? Yeah. Everybody's like, what is up with this guy? Yeah? He's kind of a big deal. He, we've seen some crazy things come out of his mouth and out of his hands, if I can use that language, right? There, it, this guy's doing something. He's loved and hated all at the same time, and people need to hear him and need to be around him, right? Everybody wanted to see him. 
Jesus sees crowds. He went to a mountain, sat down, and all that kind of fun stuff. So Jesus secluded himself, and then the disciples are like, what's he doing? And went to him. Yes? The disciples were part of the crowd at this point, hanging out with the popular guy, right? Yeah, because they came to him after the fact. Yes? This is just, uh, yeah, at this point, sure. For sake of argument, yeah. It's just the, it's, he's specifically when he talks about the disciples, he's talking about the 12. Okay, everybody else was followers, not disciples. Sorry, I need to, needed to move that. Um, I don't know about you guys, but if I were them, I maybe would have walked a little bit differently to Jesus knowing that there were so many people looking. Maybe real. Okay. The pastor's going to be real for a second. Okay. Is that allowed? I would feel this temptation to feel important. To be proud and almost a little bit possessive. Right? Because I was part of Jesus and the boys, you know? Like, that's what I'm part of. I'm one of the 12. He picked me out. He told me to lay down my career to follow him. I'm, I'm a little bit different, right? Would you guys have felt the same way? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Like, come on, that would have been sick. Being literally picked by Jesus out of everybody else in the world, but maybe that's just me. Being with Jesus almost gave them a level of prestige and almost a level of opportunity for, if I can say, receiving money, power, and a lot of attention, good and bad. Yes? So crowds gathered and Jesus got alone with his friends and disciples and he pulls them aside, almost warms them, warns them, why am I saying warms, warns them about the temptations that come with being so closely associated with him, okay? As we read through this week after week, you'll see this, okay? We can't expect fame because of who Jesus is, okay? Hello? All right? Jesus isn't in the business of making you famous. He's the famous one. Yes? Can I make fun of some someone for a second? Maybe nobody directly, okay? Okay? Some people say, like, oh, I want to make Jesus famous. Yo, he is. Like, time revolves around him. Can't make him more famous. Okay, anyway. <laughs> There may be times where Jesus does bring us popularity. Okay? There may be times. If it doesn't, we have to be okay with it. If it does, we have to be okay with it. It's not because you're profound or anything fancy. Okay? Yes? We have to be careful. If we don't live by these words that Jesus is about to say, um, we will find ourselves using God's message only to promote ourselves and our personal interests. Okay? When we're reading these Beatitudes, they're going to feel like a big long, a, a couple little boxes that we can check on, on the surface level. Yes. When we're starting to read through these, like blessed are the, the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit, which we're talking about tonight. Blessed are this, that, all of these blesseds. 
we can approach this of just like, oh, I did that today. But this is more than just a, oh, I did an action. It's more of a character. It's more of who you are. Does that make sense? Right? That will ooze actions, of course. But this is more about you as a person, not you doing the right things. Or else you're just a legalistic observer if you're just doing the right things. But if it's truly heartfelt obedience, you literally want to become more like him so that. Yes? Okay? And I can read all of these Beatitudes and say, well, I want the second part. The first part sounds crappy, though. <laughs> right? Like this week. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right? Oh, that sounds great because it of the way it ends. <laughs> but the way it starts is like poor in spirit. We'll talk about it in a second. Right? I want us to focus on the first half more than we focus on the second half. Hello? Please, please, or else you're going to get really frustrated, Lex. And it's not going to be fun for anybody because I'll light you up with fists of fury and it won't be fun. Yeah, though. Yeah, bro. Won't be fun. Does this make sense? Yes, actually. Okay. Before we read Mark or Matthew 5, Mark, go to Luke 6 with me. I did it in my head, too. <laughs> Luke 16. Oh, I meant six. I turned to 16. No, definitely six. Okay. And yeah, let's just read this. 12 through 19. Ready? In these days, he went out to a mountain to pray. And at night, he continued to pray, continued in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose from them 12, who he named, who he named apostles. Simon, who he named Peter and Andrew, his brother, John, James, John, Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Tom, always forget about Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the, who was called the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James, who was the traitor. Nice title. <laughs> 17. Did I? Oh, sorry. Thank you. Keeping me honest. 17. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. Sidon? Sidon. We'll go with it. Sidon. I was wrong on both. Who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd sought to touch him, for power came out from him and healed them all. Why did I read that? Because the next verse is when Luke launches into the Beatitudes. So it paints this little bit of a different picture than, uh, than Matthew paints, right? Where it's just like all of a sudden he was at the mountain and wham. <laughs> okay? This is interesting. Same capture, but way more elaborate. Yes? Yes? Luke calls the 12 apostles, right? He calls them apostles and the rest disciples. And, you know, we can get in arguments. I've had people leave my church because of where I land on this. So I'm not going to get into it. All right. 
Yeah, seriously. It's like, hey, find something bigger. Or you could probably find something bigger about me. Um, I think that's amazing. Uh, but that means this sermon isn't just for some. It's not just, it's not for others. It's for all of us. And it's something that we can apply and live by. And the, yeah, it's beautiful. The crowds came for their healing and a physical touch from Jesus. And the apostles came to change the world. Okay? I want us to be world changers, not just consumers. Hello? A consumer just is a freaking leech, dude. It's just annoying. It sucks life out of you. A world changer actually gives something. Yes? Literally gives something. You know some, you know, you know some leeches, right? It's not fun. It just, yeah. We've, we've got to figure out how to actually be Christians again. Like, literally, we need to figure it out again. Because if being a Christian is just going to church one night, one day, or, you know, whatever, like, I'm out. I'm done with it. Like, that sucks, dude. Yeah? yeah. Like, what good are we doing? We just come into our little holy huddle. <laughs> and we just, like, do sing-along songs for a day, and then we just leave? Right? We might as well have the bouncing dot on our worship songs next. And it's just like, what are we doing? There has to be more, right? And I believe, like, as we go through this, and I, 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 really, I really want you guys to get this. Like, as we go through this, I really want you to say, this is what it means to be a Christian. I don't care what your experience is with the church. Yippee. Okay? Get over it. <laughs> we need to figure out who Jesus is again and love him. Yeah? We literally need to figure out how to be Christians again. Because, like, I've heard people before, like, I don't even want to be called a Christian anymore. I just want to be a Jesus people. Like, that's cool. I like it. But, like, no, that's, the Christians were like, it was, it was something to be reckoned for back in Acts. It was something to be proud of. Right? They died for that name. And it wasn't just for the church, you know, logo. It was literally for the man. Yeah? So I, I really just don't want you just to come here and say, oh, cool, let's hear a message, and maybe we'll get through a verse, you know? And I, I really want this to hit you and, and just get you, you know? Okay? So go back to Matthew 5. Matthew 5, and here's the verse. Are you ready? Yeah, Blessed are the... One? Verse 3. We already read 1 and 2, remember? <laughs> verse 3. Uh, yeah. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Cool? Isn't that just gorgeous? Isn't it just gorgeous? It's beautiful in every single way. But I want to read them all real quick, okay? I'm all over the place, dude. I'm pumped. It's been a while since I've done this. I haven't preached through this in a while. Um, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Ooh. That sounds pretty good. 
Verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For they persecuted the prophets who were before you as well. Okay? But ours is what? For tonight? Verse 3, say it to me. You're going to memorize these as we go through them, okay? You're going to be like, whoa, I actually can memorize scripture. And I'm going to be like, yeah, you're an adult. (laughs) (sighs) Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let's take a vote. Does that sound good or bad? If it sounds good, raise your hand. There's like some hesitation going on. The the verse three. What are you talking about? Have you been here? Oh, you just the verse. Verse three. Does it sound good? Who wants it? Does it sound okay? Put your hands down. Who does it sound bad to? Yeah, it sounds it sounds rough. For me, right? The poor in spirit part, I want the second half, just like I said earlier, right? The second half sounds beautiful. Like, give me some of that juice, right? But the second or the first half, it's like, blessed are the poor in spirit. What's that mean? Yeah, you want to? Okay, cool. What else? What else does it mean? Let's have some fun. Throw it out. Don't raise your hand. Huh? Exhausting. Okay, interesting. Depressed, oppressed. Both. Really? Okay. A lot of pressed? <laughs> okay, what else? Come on, come on. For what? <laughs> little faith? But why would you inherit something good? Okay. Okay. Cool. Being poor is no fun, bro. It's not fun. Right? And that's what my mind goes to initially. So have some fun with me. Being poor is not fun. It's not easy. Life gets hard. Yes? Yeah. Okay? Just have fun with me for a second, okay? You guys are always already giving me weird looks. <laughs> Being poor is no fun. But I'm, I'm with you. Being poor in spirit almost sounds worse. Like lacking in spirit is where my brain goes. Anybody else go there? Yes? It's like I have to be, no? Yeah, well. You're much holier than I am. I obviously don't believe that now after my study, so just really hang with me, okay? I studied this. I don't just like, here you go. Mark chapter 10, verse 14. Let me read it. Mark 10, 14 says, when Jesus saw it, he was, a, when, when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me, do not hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, which does not, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a small child, uh, dude, 
a lot, a lot, a long day. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And I hear this kingdom of God again in here, and like, this is, I, I believe this is what Jesus means. This meekness, this humility, this tenderness almost. Yeah, poor in spirit is a trust. Poor in spirit is a deep dependency. Yes? I'm telling you. Poor in spirit is actually a whole other level of faith that we maybe haven't even touched. It's not the, oh, I'm, I'm chopped at the knees. It's actually, I understand where I sit at the table. It's not, oh, I'm going to cut my, I'm going to, uh, what's the, I'm going to victimize myself. I'm not going to do that. It's, I understand who I am as a son and daughter of God. I'm going to stand in confidence in that, but it's not going to turn into ego and pride. Right? Because that could be a slippery slope, right? Right? You, you hear people all the time, just, you know, whatever they're doing, you know, on YouTube. <laughs> it can just get a little bit weird out there, right? Where it's almost, almost a little bit of too, too much pride, too much arrogance. So just like, I'm going to start, I'm not going to get into it, right? We got to be careful. It is a trust, a dependency. It's a faith, not looking to myself or others for help, but only looking to God Almighty for help and advice, and perspective. Yes? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What's blessed mean? To be blessed. I can't use the word in the definition. No, not anymore. I make the rule. Blessed? Huh? Okay. Good things are coming to you. What else? What's blessed mean? Uh-oh, we don't know what blessed means. Cool, nice word. Man. Prosperous. Huh? Fortunate. Anybody else? Huh? Made holy. Made holy, okay. Okay, let's have some fun. It's better translated into happy. It's better translated into fortunate. That sounds good now, yeah? Now we're talking, yeah? Got some sweet nectar there. Okay. So blessed is better translated into happy or fortunate. This is awesome. Now, why Jesus is saying this is because, like I said, uh, Jesus is reminding them of the prophetic. So turn to Isaiah 57. No, we're hopping. We're hopping. 57.15. I'm not going to turn there. Somebody else is going to. Make it fast. Nikki, say it from the mountaintops. <laughs> yeah. So good, huh? You want to read it again? <laughs> Miller does this every single time he eats something good. He goes, mmm, so good. <laughs> and that's, that's like the best thing in the world. Ah, man, what a good guy. Miss him. 
takes after his daddy. All right, go ahead. Read it again. Look it up. Yeah. So what's oh, what's Isaiah capturing here? Lowly in spirit. Of what? Okay. Oh, cool. Cool. Thanks for that. God is saying, sorry. Isaiah is capturing what the Father and Jesus are saying, what is to come. Yes? That's what a prophet does. Yeah. What is to come. Yes? So God is saying, I dwell in heaven and also with Jesus in order to revive or, uh, revive and uh, and revive our hearts. Yes? So you see what's happening here. Poor in spirit is maybe better translated translated into, I only do what the Father does and I only say what the Father speaks. Poor in spirit is better translated into, I only do what the Father does, and I only say what the Father speaks. So when he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, he's saying fortunate or happy are the ones who do what the Father does and say what the Father speaks. Yeah, isn't that cool? Fun? With me? So does that sound better? Or does that sound even more burdensome? <laughs> Dude, because like as I was diving through this, I was like, oh, frick. <laughs> you know, like, let me be real. Like, sometimes I don't do what the father does. I, I, I don't. You know, pastor boy here doesn't. I try. It's not like I'm, I'm, I'm going just like completely counter, counter him, right? But like. And then I only say what the Father says? Oh, shoot, I'm jacked up, right? Right? You guys have probably spent too much time with me, right? I, I, I'm working on it, but do you get it? Right? And that feels heavy to me. That sounds like, well, give me back the poor in spirit thing, you know? So, I, I don't know. This is Jesus reminding them of the prophetic, that they believe. Yes? They believed in the prophets, right? At this point, they're like still on the fence of this Jesus guy. Yes? They're saying, is he truly who he says he is? Yes? So he is essentially saying, hey, check out, check out the prophetic. Look at me and watch me fulfill it. Yes? Okay. So the high and holy God came down to our level to save us because it is impossible for us to go up to his level and save ourselves. Yes? You see the beauty in this. So the clashing world value here is leaving behind this pride and personal independence and being childlike, correct? <laughs> right? Because culture, world says, no, be independent, right? You don't need no man, <laughs> right? Whatever it might be. You don't need so-and-so. You don't need that. 
you need to get independent, yes? Take care of yourself, love yourself. All of these different narratives that we're here every single day that are plastered all over billboards, yes? Jesus is saying the complete opposite. Be dependent on me is what he's saying. Why? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yes? How many of you uh, are in control of your relationship with the Lord? Are you? Should you be? Or is this a beautiful dance back and forth in relation with the king? Because I'm afraid most of us are just like, hey, it's my way, Lord. You're going to do what I say. Don't justify yourself. It's okay. It was kind of a chick question. <laughs> you were just bold enough to raise your hand. Right? Do you get it? Like, how does a, how does a friendship work if you're just in it for yourself? It doesn't, right? It fails pretty quickly. Right? And you're like, well, why did my friendship fail? Probably your fault. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. But seriously, like it's usually because there's a party that is self-seeking. Yes? Somebody who wants more of the attention and doesn't care about how your day was or doesn't. Do you get it? Right? All of these kinds of things go into a failing relationship when it's, hey, me-centric on either, on either side, yes? Okay, so if we approach the Lord in the same way, oopsie-daisy, what are we doing? Right? But you already know that, right? So why are we still doing it, right? We just say, hey, Lord, I need you to do this, 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 and this, and this, and, and hey, cool, just do that for me, and I'll, I'll, I'll be over here. Right? Instead of, hey, Lord, what are you breathing on? Where are you? I want to be where you are. What are you doing? How do you want me to spend my time? What do you want my quiet time to look like today with you, Lord? Instead of, well, it's got to be this candle. <laughs> it's got to be this song. It's got to be this Bible, and it's got to be this, and I have to have five highlighters out. You know, like, come on, right? Come on. We're, we're straight up just like, Hey, here's dating 101. Okay, here you go. Here's some free Chick fil A sauce here. Okay, it's good, man. It's, it's just a good, sweet, sweet nectar. Ask what they want to do. Ask what they want to do. Take that into your relationship with the Lord. If you truly believe that he's alive and that he does interact with you, you'll ask him what he wants to do. Right? Do you and your friend do the same exact thing, the same exact way every single time you spend time together? Come on. There's no way. Yeah, but there's different things tied to it, right? You can go to the Word all the time, but... There's different things tied to it. You guys suck. I'm out, bro. 
<laughs> you all are just like, whatever. All right. Ask him what he wants to do is my point. Yes? yes. Okay. Like if it were up to me, every single one of me and Madison's date would be the golf course. <laughs> and then there would be no more Lex and Madison. Okay. It's just the way it goes. It's, there's a give. There's a take. It's a beautiful dance. It's supposed to be. Okay. You hear me? Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> the reward is the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Let me finish with this. Yeah, yeah, you guys. Last scripture. Go to James chapter 4. We'll finish with this, okay? Okay. I think just verse 1. No, verse 7. That was close. James 1, verse 7, okay? I'm going to read 7 through 10. Dude, I have hit my word count. I've hit my word count today. This is not pretty. Sorry. James 4. I got to stop leading worship in the morning, dude. James 4. James 4. Verse 7. Oh, okay. Yeah, somebody bail me out of this. Go, keep going. Go to 10, sorry. Okay, so here's your list. And you're like, how does this tie in? Oh, I'll get there. Okay, here's your list. Verse 7 says, submit to God. Okay? Okay? I'm giving you application points tonight. Wow. I've never done this. I've literally never done this. Application points. Write it down. How do I get poor in spirit so I can get the reward? Submit to God. Verse 7. Submit to God. Yield. To his authority and will. Commit your life to him and his control and be willing to follow him. Okay? You guys with me? Yes. Okay? Verse 7 also says, resist the devil. Okay? That's simple language for if he, when he tempts you, go the other way. Okay? Yes? Okay? That does not mean Christians cannot be demon-possessed. Okay? Did you hear me? Hello? Yes. Resisting the devil means, hey, I'm not giving in to temptation. Okay? Yes? Yes. yes. Okay. You weirdos. Okay, verse 8 says, cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. Be cleansed from sin, replacing the desires to sin with desires to being God, being in God's purity. That's way more than not having sex. Okay? There's a way you can have a pure life without. Okay. Maybe a different message. Okay? 
this one's funny. Verse, <laughs> verse 9 says, be miserable and mourn and weep in sincere sorrow for your sins. We'll talk about this more soon. Two weeks? <laughs> what? Emo worship. Be miserable and mourn and weep in sincere sorrow for your sins. Again, we'll talk about it in a couple weeks. Make sure you're there. Express your deep heartfelt sorrow for your sins. Okay? Humble yourself in the presence of God and he will lift you up. That was just a little ad. Express your deep heartfelt sorrow for your sins. Most importantly, verse 10. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. It's a different way of saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Do you see Do you see this? Are you getting this? Okay? Poor in spirit is a trait of character in following Jesus. It's not something that, it's, it's not an action. Again, it is literal character, changing the identity, uh, not identity, Changing the way I interact with the world. Okay? Born spirit is everything that we need to get into the kingdom of heaven. Right? Do you want that reality here today? Like Reese talked about a couple weeks ago. Have, uh, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. Gee whiz. This is, I'm trying, guys. I'm sorry. On earth as it is in heaven. Right? You want that reality today because it's a real tangible thing for today. Yes? It's not just a future um, hope of when we die and then we go to heaven. Yes, it is a tangible culture that we get to abide in today. If you want that for today, cheat code, poor in spirit. Okay, poor in spirit, as simple as that. Yes, fortunate are those, right? If we can grab this, it'll launch us. Right, because there's another there's another beatitude that says, "For theirs is the kingdom of heaven." And we'll talk about it again in a couple weeks. But I want to, when we talk about that, I'll compare these two side by side, and it'll be a really fun little study for us. Okay, it'll be very fun. Okay, and I won't lead worship next time, so I'll have more words next time uh, on Sunday morning because I'm just out of words. Okay, it's a lot of words. Good. Okay, uh, let me pray for you. And we'll break. Lord, I, I, just, I just pray for every single person who's in this room right now that you would just refine them. That you would uh, start burning up the things that just are unnecessary. And that you would start refining the pure, pure things that you've injected into their lives already. And Lord, I pray that you would refine character and that... I don't know, that you would just remind us of this study and that you would remind us of this verse as we go out through our week. And uh, yeah, that you would just woo our hearts towards you more, more and more every single day. Lord, thank you that you did give us your word and that you give us all the cheat codes to all of life and that we could just hope to partake with you. So Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.